And this is Doug Hagen for the Daily Gator Daily Thought. Today, while I'm nursing a scratchy as heck throat, I'm just going to get through some uh, some of these stories that uh, a couple of them I just read. Just, they kind of make you sick. At a certain point, you get so fed up with things and, and the sheer stupidity and the sheer uh, insanity and inanity of a lot of these ideas the left has and the insistence on absolutely eradicating this country. It really gets to you sometimes. Uh, let's start with Vox. <clears throat> now, Vox is a decidedly left-wing site. It's one of those sites that makes kind of bad writers, really bad writers, and really bad writers, uh, Charles Blow. But anyway, yes, Charles Blow, the Boston Globe, I believe, or is it New York Times? I think it's New York Times, actually. Uh, one of the worst race baiters out there. Just read some of this stuff sometimes. It is truly... Uh, almost unreadable. It really is. But Vox has a piece out by Rebecca Lieber. America can't solve its gas price problem or its Russia problem with drilling. Oh, America can't solve anything with drilling. Don't you know that gas makes everything worse, apparently? Anything that even hints at America being more energy independent more self-reliant, more more possessing the ability to say, you know what, we don't need anybody's damned oil or energy. We got it made. We're not going to buy any more from Russia. We don't think you should either. And we're not going to deal with Venezuela. We're not going to deal with Iran. What we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, European countries, we're open for business. And we're going to at the least supply our own needs we're not going to break our economy and kick our working Americans in the nuts every every time they have to go fill up. <clears throat> but Rebecca Labor of, uh, or is it Lieber? I think it is Lieber, of the Vox just ain't that bright. <clears throat> uh, Republicans and conservative commentators have had a field day, she writes, using the Russia invasion of Ukraine as an opportunity to bemoan U.S. energy policy and champion fossil fuel reserves. Yes, using our own energy. What a novel idea. Who would ever think of such a thing? That's like that's like a family going to the grocery store and buying their own food and cooking their own meals. Who ever heard of that? Uh, they pointed fingers at the Biden administration. Well, the Biden administration closed the Keystone XL pipeline. No more drilling on public lands. Tearing up oil leases. What what does what does about that does she not grasp? <coughs> environmentalists. By the way, I like environmentalists. I don't like activist leftist hacks that are using environmentalism to get themselves rich. And even Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg. I've never picked on her. She's a stupid kid. What can you do? alleging that climate priorities are what have kept America from its energy independence. If only oil and gas companies were allowed to drill or frack more, we'd have a quick fix to rising energy prices in the U.S. and Europe and to Putin's influence, they've said. Well, I can't say for sure it would, would dull Putin's influence or his, his hunger for conquering sovereign nations that don't want to be conquered. But I do know that we were energy independent. And you know what? 
gas prices were a hell of a lot cheaper, Rebecca. America was a lot stronger. Russia wasn't fooling around anywhere it wasn't supposed to. All that was very true under Trump. We did. We were fracking. The economy was great. Inflation that you see uh, wasn't so high. People didn't have to take out a second mortgage to fill their damn gas tanks up. But maybe, Rebecca, you think that's a good thing for this country. Apparently, the left is only happy when America is getting kicked, metaphorically speaking, kicked in the testicles. That's the only time they think America is doing the right thing. If America, working Americans, who they claim to care about so much, if they're doing well, we're energy independent. We don't have to ask anybody for a damn thing. Apparently, Rebecca would uh, would favor the Biden strategy of, of begging Venezuela, an evil communist regime that oppresses its own people, and <coughs> and Iran, a bunch of fanatics who just happened to launch some rockets at us. Uh, was it last night in Iraq? I don't know what's going to happen with that. I know what would happen if Trump was president. With with Biden, who knows? He may offer uh, he may offer to, to sell Hunter or some of his paintings to the Iranians. If that doesn't kill the Amalas. <coughs> but Rebecca continues that all these problems, <coughs> all these issues have many problems. And the stakes of this conversation are very high. The way Western Europe and the U.S. respond to this crisis could determine the course on climate change and energy costs in the long run. Well, the more we focus on climate change, Rebecca, the more energy prices are going to go up, the more dependence on other countries it's going to go up. Uh, And yeah, the less reliable I bet the sources will be. But that's okay with you because you believe that if we don't cut our own throat economically, and in the energy sector, that we are going to absolutely go to hell and flood and burn to death because of climate change. Myth number one, she says, is that Biden killed oil production. Republicans on the Senate Natural Resources Committee recently sent a letter to Biden claiming that he has shut down leasing for oil and gas and is holding back more production. There's not been one lease sale on federal land since you imposed a ban in violation of federal law, the letter said. No other major oil-producing nation shuts off its own reserves to production. Not if they're smart, but team mumbles and stumbles, eh, not so smart. Senator Joe Manchin echoed the myth at a recent hearing. The time for leasing pauses has come and gone. Well, everyone recognizes this, except, of course, for team Biden, team mumbles and stumbles, uh, and uh, Rebecca here at Vox. She lies and says Biden has done nothing to halt oil leasing. In fact, the Biden administration has outpaced Trump in issuing drilling permits on public lands and water in its first year. You mean that same public drilling he vowed to stop cold, dead in his tracks in the campaign trail when he was running for president? Yeah. Right, Rebecca. Keep keep telling, keep digging, keep digging there, and you might find an actual uh, pony somewhere in that uh, gigantic turd of bullshit that you just laid out. Uh, According to federal data analyzed by the Center for Biological Diversity, 
His administration set a record for the largest offshore lease sale ever in the Gulf of Mexico last year before a federal court blocked the lease sale for not considering climate impacts. Well, maybe he did, and maybe a left-wing court shut that down because, hey, leftists love to hamstring America. They They simply, simply adore that strategy. Uh, myth number two, the oil and gas industry can quickly ramp up production to make a dent in prices. I know they got going pretty damn quick under Trump. Actually, they kept going because Obama already had some, some stuff going on to his credit. But, uh, again, because, because Rebecca here at Fox says it wouldn't be that fast of an impact. We shouldn't even do anything. You know, your house is on fire. And you, you you grab a couple garden hoses from you know the front and back, and you're trying to do everything you can till the fire department shows up. That's like tell, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, the fire department will show up. He can't really do that much anyway. So don't try. Wonderful. Don't try. Just go buy from Venezuela and Iran, and Russia. Oh, we've stopped that now. After the virtue signaling had been over, has been over with that. Um, uh, myth number three, LNG exports will fix Europe's problem and help U.S. gas prices. Well, I'd rather us, us or England rather, and the rest of Europe get our energy from us or Russia. Which would you prefer, Rebecca? Have you got your Soviet, uh, Soviet Red Star hat on as you wrote this? Which would you rather have, Rebecca, Europe buying from us or Russia? I'll wait for your answer. Uh, What is myth number four? We can ignore climate concerns because boosting gas will counter dependence on Russia. It would count. If you're getting your energy from yourself, you would be less reliant on other, other countries exporting to you rebecca come on you cannot be this stupid but again you write for vox uh and there you go there's the four reasons that oh we just give up and buy from i from venezuela besides we get global warming is going to kill us all so just screw it and buy as much oil from bad actors as you can and become more reliant on them. And then when they start demanding things of you or they'll cut off your oil, well, well, that's smart power, isn't it, Rebecca? What an absolute idiot. Uh, Let's look at, well, let's look at another take from the great writer Mike McDaniel. His piece... Also concerns oil. And he writes gas prices better than us. He writes, if Demo, if uh, or there has a quote from Frederick Hayek, The Road to Serfdom. This is from that uh, great work by him. If democracies abandon the idea of freedom and happiness of the individual, they admit their civilization is not worth preserving. Therefore, we must retain the belief in the traditional values for which we have stood in the past and must have the moral courage stoutly to defend the ideals which our enemies attack. Uh, 
In other words, be stand up, be loud, proud, and defend what this great, na- great nation is and is founded upon. In other words, do something that would upset Rebecca from her last piece. But Daniel writes, every sane American knows gas prices are soaring toward the European levels that the Obama and Biden administration so boldly sought. Here in Wyoming, where folks continue many, many miles a day to work, commute rather, I'm sorry, uh, gas prices have increased more than 100% in a single year. Uh, There are very few I did that stickers to be seen because everybody mentions Biden when filling up. In let's go Brandon terms, let us then take a moment to reflect on the state of American energy dependence, beginning with Breitbart. And then he goes into uh, the Breitbart piece. I covered this a little bit yesterday, I do believe. What the hell? Sorry, my computer freaked out on me. Something about touchscreens I haven't quite mastered yet. <laughs> it's so complicated. <clears throat> and the, the basis of all this, my friends, rather than rehashing some of the stuff I said yesterday and talked about yesterday, why is it the left is never happy with America unless America is being harmed by something, being downgraded, degraded, uh, ridiculed, laughed at, mocked. It's almost as if when America leads in a meaningful fashion, in any way, when we do things that are actually good for our workers, good for our economy, good for our energy, the left hates it. If it's good for America, it's bad for the left. That makes you wonder. And I hope you reached the same conclusion I did years ago, that the left is the polar opposite of America. I I was talking to someone and they were talking about there are no more, they can't find a liberal anymore. Someone you can disagree with, but still eat a hamburger with, drink a beer with, and have a good time, be friendly with, have meaningful conversations with. They said all the liberals have, have disappeared. They've turned into, they've changed what liberals are. And I said, no, liberals are still out there. They're not that easy to find, but more and more are coming out as leftists now. And leftists despise America. They loathe America. They hate America. And you've got to understand it to understand some of the things they come up with. That's why it always seems like if it's good for America, it's got to be bad. It's greedy or it's this or it's that. <clears throat> And there is one piece I want to reference. American greatness. Ned Ryan wrote this uh, about a week ago. Wokeness on energy is weakness. And he writes that Biden's energy policy is bankrupting the country and making us a paper tiger abroad. That's what I referenced when you start getting dependent on communist nations, Russia, uh, the vile uh, Islamic extremists that run Iran. Nothing good will come from it. As Joe Biden's approval numbers sink further into the sewer, Ned Ryan writes, the only thing he's building back better is 1970s-style inflation. Up until Biden, most polls usually named Jimmy Carter as one of the weakest and most inept presidents we've ever had. That was until Biden showed up and said, hold my beer. Which you have uh, to know 
has brought so much joy to Carter. Heck, he probably has a set of Let's Go Brandon PJs that he wears every night as he thanks God for the gift of Biden. Fact is, this country is now being led by a man who absolutely will go down as one of the worst presidents in our history. I think that's already done, frankly. In just over a year, Biden has brought inflation roaring back to levels not seen in 40 years, has destroyed our southern border as millions of illegal aliens, along with Chinese fentanyl, flood the country, and now we have been involved in two major international debacles with Afghanistan and Ukraine. The list goes could go on, but perhaps it's too depressing. Rest assured, however, it's not going to get better. Biden is like the anti-Midas, turning everything he touches into crap. Amen to that. Uh, with every opportunity to make the right decision, Biden and his administration choose the most asinine choice possible, leading one to ask, is this clown show led by an imbecile? Or do you just completely hate this country? There is no one that stupid. They hate this country. But again, don't don't overestimate their, their ability to be very smart. They're not geniuses as they think they are, but they are very good at strategizing the, the crushing of our country. Consider his actions on the energy front, which is part and parcel of the inflation disaster. They're so committed to the hoax and woke religion of man-made global warming and shutting down fossil fuels that they sacrificed our energy independence on its altar. Crude oil more than doubled under Biden before, before the war broke out in Ukraine. And natural gas had risen 74% before the Russians invaded. Now with the crisis in Ukraine, we're seeing oil approaching $120 a barrel. It's probably more than that right now. This was written a few days ago. None of this had to happen, mind you, especially since under Donald Trump, listen closely, under Donald Trump, the United States has had become a net exporter of energy. Means we have plenty of energy. We're exporting more than we're importing. In other words, other countries are dependent on us rather than us on them. The left hates that, my friends. But Biden wasted no time in acting his idiotic policies. On day one of his administration, he shut down the Keystone Pipeline, put thousands of people out of work, uh, crippled our self-sufficient energy production, and made us reliant on purchasing absurd quantities of oil from countries that, of course, despise us. Here he is example A of how quickly things can go wrong with terrible leadership. With America now importing 595,000 barrels of, of Russian oil a day, they have stopped that now, after virtue signaling a while, uh, that adds up to more than $1 billion a month we're paying Russia. The fact is our terrible energy policy is helping finance Putin's invasion. If you really, really want to know how bad it is, consider that in 2021 alone, it's estimated that European nations, most of which are NATO members, paid Russia $100 billion for oil and gas. You know, some guy, when he's back, when he was president, he warned the European countries, fellow members of NATO, 
that they were well, well, well over the line of reliance on energy from Russia. Of course, Trump was an idiot. Biden's a genius, don't you know? Yeah, right. So the infantile left has weakened the United States and Europe in the face of Putin's energy dominance and strengthened his hand by pumping up his coffers with oil and gas money. The environmentalist wackos and weak-kneed political leaders uh, are absolutely responsible for what are now being described as war crimes in Ukraine. Back on the home front, Americans were already feeling the soaring oil prices at the pump thanks to Biden's moronic energy policies. Now, with Ukraine, if the trends remain the same, we'll be looking at $5 per gallon prices on average for regular unleaded in uh, gasoline at stations across the country. Uh, we're getting there quick. We're getting there very quick. Uh, as I said, I bought the 87 octane stuff, the cheapest you can buy. It was 430 something. I mean, ridiculous. And again, don't get me started on that. Which, of course, that increase in gas prices increases the cost of production, food, and so forth. In other words, everything else. Because at some point, it or how you make it depends on energy, oil, gas to get it here, get it there. Uh, again, not very difficult to figure out. Which leads me to believe, sadly, that this is all, well, deliberate. But what was Biden's response to this? The imbecile actually pitched his climate change bill as anti-inflation at the State of the Union, claiming it will save American families $500 a year. <coughs> really? When it's costing 500 bucks to fill their tank, will that still work there, Joe? Uh, by 2030, mind you, the American people's increase in cost of living now is $385 per month or over $4,600 per year. That's a big chunk of change. If you're making $46,000 a year, uh, that's 10% of your income just went out the door for inflation. That's going to affect things like how much you buy, what you buy. It's going to... It, effect when you go out to eat, how much you go out to eat. Not good for America. Please go read all this at American Greatness. Uh, again, Ned Ryan. A week ago today, this came out. Pretty good stuff. It'll make you angry. It'll make you a little depressed, maybe. <coughs> but uh, we have to we have to acknowledge what the hell is going on, my friends. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I have to get to this story. This one really, I just came home from picking up groceries. And, you know, I, I came in, got the groceries put away. And I read this story. It's one of the headlines on my cell phones, our cell phone. And it made me think of something. <clears throat> and I just wrote about this on the Daily Gator. And this is a story. It's from Loudoun County, Virginia up in the northern part of Virginia, where all the snot-nosed liberals live. Uh, and I wrote on the Daily Gator, so because a noose was found near an entrance to a high school, that was Monday of this week, just uh, last week, rather. Okay, so a noose was, they wouldn't say where, but it was somewhere close to 
or in proximity to the entrance, they found a noose. Okay? <laughs> now, this was on a teacher's work day, so not a lot of students. In fact, shouldn't have been any students. Um, but this was at Independence High School. And Independence High School principal, John Gabriel, I want to tell, show you how he responded. He sent a letter to the community saying that on Monday morning, school administrators found a noose displayed near the entrance to the school. It read, I want to let you know that this incident was immediately reported to the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, and they are investigating. But it is believed that no student or employee is currently suspected of participating in this activity. The letter also said that because it was the teacher's work day, again, very few students were in the building. It added that school counselors and United Mental Health Team will be available to students who need them. So let me ask you this question. You uh, go to school or anywhere, really, college, high school, wherever, and someone has placed a noose. If you have an ounce of common sense, you're going to say, oh, someone thinks it's funny. Someone's trying to rile it up. It's just, again, some stupid kid. Maybe they'll hope they'll get school canceled for the day. You'll think about many things. But do you really need to speak to a mental health professional because you heard there might have been a noose near the entrance of the school on a day you didn't even go to school? A noose you didn't even see. Is it going to upset you that badly? You must undergo therapy now. This is what we're raising. High school kids that are so damn insecure and paranoid and obsessed with skin color and believe that racism is everywhere around them that they have to have psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health professionals, or they just couldn't take it. What the hell, people? As I wrote, a mental health team and counselors will be ready. For what? To counsel and lay the fears of high schoolers? Really? For a noose no one apparently even saw. God help us, are we this unstable, insecure, and weak? And for, in this case, what is likely a stupid kid playing a stupid prank. I'm sorry, but we are raising a generation of kids <coughs> to be hypersensitive panic mongers who think they must be a victim and to believe they need professional help every time they see anything which even hints at being offensive. God help us indeed, my friends. That is, that is a, that's a frightening, frightening idea that we're actually training kids to have mental health problems because of the way we oversaturate and over, uh, over importantize. Is that a word? I just made it up. Over importantize. Look it up. It'll be in the dictionary under my name soon. But we, we put way too much focus on this stuff. It is, it is sad, it is disgusting, and it's not doing us any favors. And it's raising up a, a generation of absolute victim mentality obsessed kids that apparently cannot take any stress at all. And what's that lead to? Well, it leads to kids going to mental health professionals and getting all types of medicines that can really screw you up if you don't take them wrong or the, or the wrong combination of, uh, you know, the 
panic type uh, depression medication. Uh, this panic, uh, it's not panic, but uh, the ones that are supposed to relax you when you're depressed and make you feel better, the ones that calm you down, the ones that help you sleep at night, because there's just so many things you need mental health help with. It's not a good road to go down, my friends. Not at all. And finally, we go to Maryland. In uh, <clears throat> the last public Confederate statue in the state of Maryland uh, has been scheduled for removal. So the cleansing and erasure of Maryland history where the war between the states is concerned is almost completely done by the left. They've almost completely rid any, uh, rid the, the state or historians, people might, might be interested in learning about history. They've erased all that, and I'm sure they will pat themselves on the back profusely for, again, erasing history. Uh, Maryland's last public monument honoring Confederates who fought for the South. Who else would they have fought for? They were Confederates. Uh, during the war between the states, they said Civil War. I corrected it for them. It's coming down. The Baltimore Sun reports that the century-old Talbot Boy statue on the eastern shore will be hoisted off its base by a crane on Monday. <coughs> the 13-foot-tall copper sculpture features a boy holding a Confederate flag and names the Talbot County men who joined the Confederacy and died in the war. Every, maybe not every, but there are so many monuments like that to the boys and men of this county, this city, on courthouse lawns across the South. And anyone offended by those has a real problem. They're, they're, they're ignorant, they're a bigot, one and the same really, but uh, they're a hate monger, whatever. But it's so sad to see that history just destroyed. And it doesn't say anything but these men, these people from this county in the most significant war in our history. One of, one of the two, the Revolutionary War, the War Between the States. Two most important wars this country's ever had in making the country what it is. <clears throat> and you can't really understand the country, as Shelby Foote said, unless you understand that those two wars. And other historians have said the same thing. Uh, but we've got to erase it. we got to take it down. we got to move it. Because why? Apparently it's going to cost $80,000 to move. Are you telling me Talbot County can't find something better to do, to do with that money than, than spend it on that? Seriously. It's, it's despicable. <coughs> Uh, the Talbot County Council uh, County Council voted to approve its removal in September. A group called Move the Monument Coalition raised $80,000 to relocate the statue to a private park in the care of Shenandoah Valley Battlefields Foundation, <coughs> Excuse me, which is a nonprofit. The monument will go to Cross Keys Battlefield in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it will remain. <coughs> until some woke knucklehead sees it and is offended and eventually it will be removed from there because that's the way the left is. History bad. History bad. Again, completely despicable, quite frankly. 
and and hurtful. I mean, the left talks about hurtful, divisive, despicable, cowardly, ignorant, and look at the way they behave. All those things describe their actions. And some people just like to see that and see, you know, my I remember my ancestors. Sometimes I used to visit graves where I knew where they were. Um, you know, grandfathers in Georgia, great-great-grandfathers, great-great-great-uncles. Um, I always made a point of that. If I knew where one was buried, I'd find out. I'd go and visit the grave. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. But if fate's different, you know, if timing's different, maybe I'm laying there and they're coming to see my headstone and remember my sacrifice. I don't get it. I don't get how anyone supports this garbage. This is nothing but lunacy. This is absolute lunacy. It's a waste of money, time, resources, and energy, and divides far more than it unites. All, and remember, almost exclusively every time there's been an election, or referendum, I should say, on any state ballot in the South to change a flag, remove this, remove that, it's overwhelmingly been defeated by the voters. That's why they're not doing those anymore. There were three or four here in Virginia this last election, and overwhelmingly the people of those townships, cities, counties, whatever it was, said, hell no, don't touch the monument. Leave it the hell alone. And now leave us alone. But the race baiters never will because the left thrives on division. And that's what this is about. And again, mark my words. Cross Keys Battlefield, one day, someone, the wrong person will see it and they'll decide, oh, we got to get rid of it. <clears throat> Many memorials to the Confederacy, the story goes, have been taken down in the wake of the May 2020 death of George Floyd. Nothing to do with each other. Nothing. The monuments have been long been viewed as by many as symbols of white supremacy. <clears throat> Actually, that's a recent narrative. They were seen by a few people 20, 30 years ago. Some didn't like it, but it was it was not nearly as vehement as it is now. Because most people said, you know what? It's history. Leave it alone. Even people who didn't like the statues said, don't take them down because it's history. See, there was some open mindedness back then. There was some people who could think back then. But you get rid of the thinkers and the open minds and see what you get. Hell, in Richmond, Virginia, Monument Avenue used to be gorgeous with the statues there on Monument Avenue of Lee, Jackson, Stewart, Davis, A.P. Hill. Uh, the A.P. Hill one is still standing. They have, they've got to actually dig his body up to get rid of it. But that's okay because grave robbing, it's all about social justice, right? Millions of dollars spent. And I'm sure the city of Richmond couldn't find something better to do with millions of dollars. No economic. Hey, you know what? We just went through a freaking pandemic in Richmond. I'm sure a lot of restaurants were hurt businesses. Why not take those millions of dollars and help those people rebuild their damn businesses instead of taking down statues that the majority of people didn't want taken down? The divisive, ugly, pathetic, Taliban thinking left. Taliban communists are good at taking down monuments and statues 
and destroying memorials. Just like the left in America today. <clears throat> and again, there are now, apparently, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, professional racists and race bidders that they are, uh, claim that around 700 Confederate statues are still positioned by government buildings, and they're targeting them all. Literally, they're targeting battlefields now. <clears throat> Imagine one day, you, you like me, you grew up learning and studying the war between the states. And one day you want to take somebody who's young and means a lot to you, and you want to educate them. You want to take them and show them these places. So you go to wherever you are, maybe it's Chickamauga, could be Manassas, could be Gettysburg, Sharpsburg, Antietam, as it's known in the north. Uh, Chickamauga, it could be so many different battlefields. And you remember you've been there before because I've been to almost all of them, where the monuments were and where these key things happen. There's a plaque, there's a monument, there's a statue, something. And you can't find them. Where's the marker? Where's the statue? Where's the, what the hell? And you've realized and find out that, well, it was offensive or it was deemed to be possibly offensive. So it's been moved. Imagine you'll be able to go to a battlefield and learn only about one side who fought there. There won't be anything left of the other side. How will you teach about that? How will someone who has a passion for history, hasn't studied it, doesn't really know? How are they going to learn about it? How are kids going to learn about it? How's the school going to take a field trip somewhere? I mean, think about this. Think about the price, my friends. But again, to destroy a nation, one of the things you have to do is destroy its history, its heritage, its culture, all of its heroes, all of its icons. And that's what's happening. And that's it for me, my friends. My voice is about had it today. Good night, good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you listen, thank you very much. Three golden rules of life. Go Gators. God bless America. And if you're left, you just ain't right. And someone get me a cough drop. Thank you very much. I will be back on Tuesday for the next edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought again. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourself. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. Be good to one another, will you? And stop letting the left push you around. Save our history. Save this country. Take it easy, my friends.